Welcome to another bonus episode of our Fort Bragg PWOC podcast. Join us as we kick off the fourth session of our virtual spring retreat. Trisha Waters is our spring retreat coordinator here at Bragg and a dear friend. She shares her love and her heart about finding our identity in Christ. You will be blessed by Trisha's heart. Ready to worship the Lord. The song that we're going to sing is called Before the Throne. And what um, Alexis has given us last night and today so far has made me so much more confident as a child of God to be able to approach his throne. And we can because we are his daughters. And he is the one who gets to say who we are and tell us who, what our identity is. And so let's just um, rejoice and be joyful and um, worship knowing that, having that confidence. Before the throne strong
Introduce our next speaker. All right. I have known Trisha for, for many, many, many years, and it is a pleasure to introduce her this morning. You've already seen her on screen. She's been popping in and out and kind of guiding us through this virtual retreat because um, she is the retreat coordinator, but she's also very familiar with this process. 
Uh, if there's a few things you need to know about Trisha, she loves her daddy in heaven and she loves Jesus and she loves to tell her sisters who you are in Christ. Trisha and her husband live here at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. She's a mom to three rambunctious boys, so she's a tough warrior for Christ. You can find Trisha homeschooling her boys, helping a friend, or even helping a stranger. One thing's for sure, whether you've been around Trisha for years or just five minutes, you will leave knowing that your daddy in heaven loves you. So at this time, please welcome Trisha Waters. Ah. So just like Alexis, I am totally a crier, especially when I'm going to speak. <laughs> it's like everything hits at the same time. Um, thank you so much, Kelly. Um, yeah, so I love starting off with stating and saying, I am the brave, bold, beautiful daughter of the king. I am the truth warrior and the inspirational, the unique inspirational inspire. Those are words that he has given me through this process of the journey of walking with him. So what I'm going to do is I share, you're going to hear my story, but you're also um, going to get a chance to walk a little into um, some truth, uh, bringing out a lie that you might be thinking and working it into truth of who God is saying you are. Um, Awesome. So my story, I'm going to share two journeys. Um, technically, my story is split up into three. I'll, the first part of the journey is that first 15 years where Jesus and God did not really exist in any form or fashion. Um, the second part of my journey, though, that I really want to focus in on the part two and part three, those two journeys. So at 15, I said, yes, I opened up the door to Jesus being king. But what at 15 years old, growing up in an environment that has nothing to do with Jesus, what does that look like? Especially at 15, y'all know, raise your hands if you, that was like a crazy time in your life. Um, <laughs> so it was just unique all around. Um, I was told, read your Bible. Well, how do you do that? So I kept trying to figure out how to do that. I was told, um, you know, this or that. So for the next 20 years of my life was spent figuring out how to make and put Jesus completely on the throne, fully there, through Bible study, through different mentors, programs, church, um, doing the good things, figuring out who like my personality is, what my gifts are, all those different things. They're all great and good things. Um, but I still wasn't fully working and functioning in who I felt like God was truly saying I am. There were still lies that were being believed. There was so this entire 20 years has been a process of healing and growth and change. That's why I like calling it a journey because it's not just a one and done, like it's this ongoing, um, very similar to what Alexis has been saying. It we just it's a process we keep going through. What's your next state? What's your next season? You're gonna go through, you feel like you worked on patience. Oh, 
then you go through a whole thing and then you guess what you have to work on patience again <laughs> he just keeps taking us levels deeper um in our walks with him and I, I love that so much of how god works um so the difference between those 20 years those first 20 years and this last year i'm going to talk specifically more about than this last year so a year ago um those who are local we have the church actually that i attend they have a thing called face to face and i still remember it's like a big weekend conference but i still remember the first night a gentleman saying if you are still holding on and wrestling with god on something you need to let it go and i was, I was so real and raw with god and i was like i'm not letting it go god i don't want to do it <laughs> um and what the thing was that i didn't want to do was homeschool my oldest son um and in part i felt like i was supposed to homeschool both my kids and i was like i'm not doing that um so I on the drive home from this event I was talking with my husband Ben who y'all he's just an amazing support um and was just telling him the struggle that I was going through with this and the wrestling which he had already known about this wrestling so then I get home and our conversation still isn't done. And I still remember standing in our kitchen, looking at him. He's standing at the sink. I'm standing right by the fridge. And he's like, which Trisha am I talking to right now? Am I talking to future Trisha, who wants to hear what I have to say? Or am I talking to the Trisha who wants to hide from who she really is and not do anything? And I was like, oh. <laughs> So I really did, I took a minute. Um, it felt like forever, but it really probably was actually only a minute um, to really just go, I really need to answer that, honestly. And then I said, you know what? You're talking to future Trisha because future Trisha wants to hear uh, the truth and wants to hear it. I wanna move, I want change. And um, I don't even remember anything that he said. All I remember, he started speaking. I went boom, hit the floor, hard kitchen floor, cold, everything, and just started like, I'm crying right now, y'all. But this was like the ugly crying, like the just the snot everywhere. Had to take off my glasses because I knew my glasses would be disgusting after if I did it like that type of crying. Um, and it was just a sweet time of release and surrender. And y'all, I had said I had been walking with Jesus for 20 years, okay? But this was a whole new level of submitting to something that I was terrified to do for so many lies, so many different reasons that were in there. And that didn't make sense because I knew at that time, I knew my husband was also gonna be deployed for at least um, 
at least six months, if not longer. And so like, really? I have, um, at that time I was like, I have a six month old. I have a preschooler, almost preschooler. And you want me to do what? Um, I own my own businesses, all the different things, all the different excuses were coming up. But that's all that was going on in that time. And when I stood up from that, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm submitting, I'm doing this, I'm gonna do it. And that was my first step of walking into a whole new season of complete surrender and obedience. When, even when it didn't make sense. And I'll share more about that in a little bit as I'm going to wrap up kind of like this past year and what God has done through that part. And that part of this um, story is that um, this last year, he's also had me do things that I was like, no, I don't want to do. <laughs> In one of my businesses, he said, don't call people for two months. Um, you don't really do that in the type of business in one of my businesses. Actually, both of them, you don't do that. Like my business is people and talking with them um, and connecting with them. Yet I still maintain active status. I still maintain what I needed to during that, during that time. So he just really showed me, just listen, even though it doesn't make sense and it's obscure. So I continue to do that. He had said when Kelly became retreat coordinator, he had told me, you're going to be on her board. And I was like, can we table that, please? Uh, not the, when she became president, that's what I meant. Um, and I was like, can we just table that, please, God? Because Ben's leaving you. I'm, I'm already in crazy. And he is such a good dad. <laughs> that's exactly what he did. He let me just go and send my husband off. And then when we started back in July, Kelly said that they still needed retreat and worship. And I said, well, I definitely am not doing worship. That is not me. <laughs> so that's why you guys have heard me say a couple of times, I went up to your room and said, hey, I'm 51% sure I'm supposed to do retreats. Um, then he had me um, also do a master level um, course um, while my husband was gone, while I was homeschooling, having a toddler at home or one-year-old at this point and um, having my four-year-old go through separation anxiety for the first time uh, with both me and his dad because his dad was deployed and he was in preschool. Um, this is my very extroverted child and so it was just, it was a experience. Um, so, I, but I said yes anyway. And as a result of saying yes to all these things this whole last year, January, I was in Virginia with um, one of my mentors, amazing woman. Um, and she, like during the process, during something very similar to this um, with other people at, at a retreat, at a gathering, um, even more freedom came about. I really saw the image that God's been trying to show me that I was like, man, I am no longer boxed in this cage that I put myself in. Um, because my husband, when I was talking with him on the phone, he said, well, he's like, 
babe, the cage is, the door has always been open. I said, yeah, but I finally see the door open and I have walked through it um, and stepped out of it. And um, so I like to say the Phoenix flew like, <laughs> um, because I love the idea. The reason why I say Phoenix is because in mythology, the Phoenix, um, uh, the whole point is they die. In order to be born again, they have to die. And, and then they are born through the ashes. So I love it because it also can, it reminds me so much of God, um, of when Jesus says a grain of wheat, the grain has to die, has to fall to the ground to have fruit and to have life. Um, so we come back to this January and my husband, um, thankfully, was able to come home, just snip it early. Um, even when rapid deployment, all those things were happening, um, he was potentially going to have to stay longer due to all that. And thankfully, he was able to come back. And here we are in the kitchen again. <laughs> and he was sitting in there and standing there. And he's like, you're different. He's like, I've been hearing the difference, but he goes, you are genuinely different. You're genuinely smiling. You're genuinely happy. When you think something is funny, you actually laugh. Like it's a genuine laugh. It's not, you laugh because you know it's an appropriate time to laugh. Um, so he could see uh, just the genuineness that after mm, we've been together, sorry, 15 years at that point, 15, 16 years, um, so he has known me for a majority of my life at this point, or half. And so he's gotten a chance to see all, all of these things. Um, so here's what took place and how I got there this last year, specifically. Like the, the 20 years were beneficial. I think specifically what took place, though, this last year to make the difference in my life. Um, is a formula that I'm just gonna say, it's called the yes formula, it's the yes movement. <laughs> um, and that is, uh, number one is um, affirmations are key, they are essential. You take scripture and you take affirmation and your identity then becomes even more solidified. So, when I said at the beginning, I'm the brave, bold, beautiful daughter of the king. Now, the first time I said I'm, the I'm his daughter, it felt so foreign. But God's word says we're his daughters. If we are hit in Jesus and we have said yes to him, we, are his, we have his DNA. We are his. Um, so that's just really cool to be able to take the truth and speak and put it then with who you are and affirm it and turn it into something that you say daily and consistently. And it will feel foreign and awkward. You guys have already felt that probably in your breakout sessions, the awkwardness. It's just part of life. <laughs> and so it's becoming uncomfortable with the, with the awkward, becoming comfortable with the um, uncomfortable. Um, number two, devils in the details. The reason why I say that is because we tend to, um, similar to what 
Alexis was saying, we tend to, our society is a very linear thinking. It's A, B equals C. Um, and yes, that's great. That's not always how it works though. And we, the programs, the, the information is wonderful and beautiful and we do need it. But when we stop there and just leave it and say, oh, well, that's going to help me. Like, oh, if I just really had the pro this program to the system to declutter my house, my house will stay clean forever. If I have this program that's going to help me lose weight, I'm going to say, you know, it just doesn't, it's great information but it doesn't equal lasting change. Um, number three is um, position to obey. And what I mean by that is what I did last March was I took away the judgment thinking. I listened to God without judgment. And it's a position of saying yes, even when it doesn't make sense. Ready obedience, um, no matter what <laughs> you're getting. Um, and also caveat with that, I'm not saying you hear something, go do it. What I'm stating is um, you still are wise, as Alexis has been talking about. We are still wise women and we still seek out counsel. We still seek out um, what the word says and make sure that they that those line up as well and then the fourth was I got a coach um, so get a coach get someone who is going to support this consistent obedience um, and to walk you through that that mentor that coach that can keep working with you when you are trying to go after these big things um, and so what I'm going to do now is I'm also going to talk us a little bit and just, you know, the question then comes up, well, okay, Trisha, you shared your story. Where does that leave me? How do I do this? Um, and so you might even be thinking, uh, who are you? Like, so who's God saying you are? Um, so we're going to do a cool exercise with it. And by the way, I'm going to also, I forgot to share Hebrews 13, eight talks about God being the same God today, forever, and always. So the God who spoke to Adam, the God who spoke and walked with Abraham, the God who spoke and walked and talked with Noah and all, all the people throughout Old Testament and New Testament. He is still the same God who speaks now to you. He hasn't changed. So he still talks and he still speaks to you. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to walk you through. Um, in a sense, we're going to do a group workshop, but it's individual. <laughs> so I'm going to do it with everybody. But I want you to get a piece of paper out. And we're going to walk through a process. And I want you to um, share or write down. Sorry, here. I am going to do something here. And I forgot I was going to share my screen here real fast. So 
Awesome. And I need to take that part off. Um, man, that's from earlier. Okay, never mind. The whole technology thing, y'all. Uh, so what I want you to do is I want you to write down, and you can, I would love for you to also put this in the chat too. Um, but write down in your paper just one, at least one thing that you just, as you think about right now, what you're struggling with, what you're frustrated with, and just write down um, one thought, one lie that you might be leaving. Be believing, as in, like, I used to believe I'm, I'm not worthy or I'm not good. So write that down, and if you can, share in the chat, too, because this will help, like, be, inter I am an interactive person. I love getting the feedback as we talk and go through this process, and I know it means being a little more vulnerable, too. And each time I tell you stuff, I'm um, gonna give you guys a few moments there. So it is okay if there is silence. Mm. 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 That's good, Kelly. You too, Alexis and Desiree. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for doing that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what I'm seeing with all of these here, um, there's a thought behind it, right? All these lies are actually a thought that we're thinking. So, um, like I saw, I'm in a sense with, uh, there was a lot of stuff with kids too, and I'm gonna just go with that one that I'm not good enough for them. So the thought is, I'm a bad mom. So what I would then want you to do is write down, how, that, how does that make you feel? What feelings, what emotions come up with that? How does your body feel when you think about this thought? Hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. So zapping energy, low, tired, immobile. So like physically, even like you kind of start doing this a little bit in your posture. Like we may not even notice it, but or or tight and tense and just like you feel like a brick wall. Yeah. Um, so what then, what action do you do as a result of those feelings? Mm. Implode, lean on other people. Nothing. Yeah. Yep. Exact. Yeah. Alexis, you hit it. Don't we? Most time we either buffer with things instead of really working on the emotion, working out this thought um, and identifying it. Cause a lot of times we tend to feel the emotion. We don't even recognize the thought. Um, and Alexis had said, we do nothing. We don't even use our gifts at that point. Like it's just gone yeah inaction it stops me from pursuing that's great Jennifer yeah Rebecca I totally hear you I totally <laughs> been in that boat I fight the feelings I I'm like no I'm not going to do that and um as well as it's uh not always the easiest thing to fight the emotions. What we've got to fight is the the lie and the and going back to the the truth. And so then, what do we then have after we have then done nothing? What do we have as a result of inaction? As a result of doubt or these other um, as as a result of not moving forward or yelling. Yeah, Kelly's saying zero, got nothing. Emptiness, self-defeat, yeah, more anxiety. That's right, yeah, more anxiety because you haven't done it. So you have nothing. Then we have what I call the shame blanket. So, this, so when we haven't done anything, oh, well, here we go. We have nothing. Now we're adding on more emotional stuff. So it's the shame blanket that comes over it even more. So now I want you to consider what if, what if you guys couldn't think that original thought that you had? If you can't think I'm not good enough, if you could, if that just didn't even exist, how would you feel at that point? Yes, Alexis, fig leaves, exactly. <sighs> yeah, peaceful, when you would feel peaceful at rest, hopeful, Cindy said, Accomp accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so Arlene's already um, going into the next part of then, well, then what would, what would we do if we didn't have, if we couldn't even think that? And some of you, I know, are sitting there going, oh, I can't quite get there. I can't quite not think that thought anymore. And that's totally cool. If you can't do that, because I am one that it's really hard for me to just like ambiguously go, oh, it doesn't exist. Because I'm like, it's existing. Um, the other way to look at it is what, um, what's a different way that we can look at now that you know that you've gone through this whole process, you've thought it, you felt it, you see the result, or you, you it don't have an action that is a positive action, so therefore you don't have anything as a result and you have more shame, more guilt, more anxiety. Um, and if we can't do that, exactly, Marcel, that is what I'm teaching you all right now is, to how, is how to take these thoughts captive. And then, so this thought, now, the new thought, how can we bring that into the, like what we just said, the, the positive side of it? What's the, what's the truth that God is saying? So um, I think it was Rebecca saying, you know, or someone was in there saying, um, I'm not a good mom. Well, the reverse is, you know, if you can't get to the point of saying, oh, I'm a great mom, it's, I'm a mom. I mean, it could be even neutral, just I am a mom. Because what I'm helping you do, what I'm wanting you to do is move further or closer out of the downward spiral that we get in with our thought life and getting you into a more neutral and an upward spiral um, to move up. And so Arlene says, I have a choice. And that's, that's a beautiful, neutral thought. I love it. And it empowers you as well. Um, so now we're going through the what do we feel now with that thought. I heard, I saw peace. Um, what else? There was others. Sorry. I have a choice. That was the thought. I'm trying to go back through the chat. Sorry, y'all. And you guys were super fast. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, renewed, accomplished, free. So now what do you do when you have those feelings? What do you do with those feelings? Rejoice. I know. Um, yeah, share them. Move forward. Yes, that's right. Move forward. I'm no longer stuck. Use gifts. You start using your gifts. So when we have those that new thought, it gives us new emotions, which allow us to move forward. And then as a result, what do you have?
joy, hope, peace. And in the with the story that I've been sharing or the one that I've been using, you also then have kids that are more peaceful. You have a home environment that becomes more peaceful. Yes, Cindy, I love it. Yes, while emotions are real, they cannot be the engine that determines my life. They are the, they are the caboose that faith that follows faith in the word. And so like what Alexis was sharing earlier, exactly. We are wise women. Um, God has given us such women or such wisdom. And what tends to happen is we tend to go in a direction and go and buffer and do all these things. And we then kind of wonder, oh, why am I not accomplishing my goals? Why am I not getting anywhere? Why am I still stuck? Um, and it's because we're thinking these things, we're thinking these lies, these thoughts that keep us um, hidden and stuck. So I love, love, love that uh, what Kelly also just said, sweet, yes, people begin to see Christ in me and not just Kelly. Exactly. Um, so that's just another beautiful picture. So I know everyone's been sharing on the chat, but I would love to hear um, at least one or two brave, brave people to come on and share what you're like your whole process, what your thought was, what you felt, what you then did, would do, and what you would have as a result. So I want someone to share that. Do I have any takers, any brave souls? So what Okay. Oh, go for it. Yep. Nope. You go ahead. You know what? I really want to do so, Manissa and Kelly. You've got it. So why don't you go first, Manissa? Oh, great. Okay. So I was I was actually gonna ask, like, what were you wanting us to um to say to talk about? So yeah, just share what what was your original thought when we were going through that? What was the thought that you were think that you oh, were kind of okay. working on? Yeah, so um, what I had originally wrote was, um, so kind of a backstory. I was, um, I grew up in the church and, and, you know, I was baptized at 14, but no one taught me how to have a relationship with God. So I had this incredible life with just a sprinkle of Jesus on the side. I'd like to say, because I was a good person, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't a Christian. And so what I originally wrote, um, is I used to believe I wasn't worthy to be, to be loved, uh, that no mm -hmm. one could love me or want me. Um, and that was just because, um, you know, like I, I grew up with a mom that didn't really show her love to me a lot. And then my dad wasn't around and then I lost my mom. Um, she got really, really sick and she's still really, really sick at 16. Um, 
And so I just had a lot of insecurities about being loved and want it. But what I put as my, my current struggle, because I've already like gotten over that through, through God saving me is, um, I currently sometimes struggle to believe, um, that my husband will be saved and my marriage will be redeemed. Mm -hmm. Uh, God has shown me that, um, he's making a lot of changes in my life and in my heart. And I'm, I'm, grateful for this time of suffering but sometimes that lie creeps in that he's never going to be um redeemed and god isn't going to use it for his glory which is not not true at all um and then when i when i have those thoughts i spiral and i cry and i ask god why are you making all these changes in me and showing me what a good wife is supposed to look like and what you called me to do and he's still not changing. Um, and when I spiral and I have those thoughts, I just stay in bed and I sleep. I cry out to him because I know he still hears me, but I just sleep and I, because I just want to get to the end. I don't want to go through the changes. I just want to get to the finish line. Um, and then nothing comes from that. There's no, there's no, productivity there's no movement there's no me feeling peace or joy like I have now because I'm in that spiral of believing Satan over God and even when I know how to come out I just choose to stay there and make that choice well and that's and that's why I wanted to go through this because that is totally you're correct like we know what we need to do but sometimes we just need someone else to help us get unstuck which is why my last one was like get get a coach get someone to unstick yeah. you sometimes I have a friend who could tell that because I was not <laughs> was not answering my phone like I normally do and when we talked it was just like yes no <laughs> like I just was not I just was not in it and so she kind of you know she told me and she she helped me get out of that and and thankfully I was only there for a day and a half versus being there for a week and a half you know and so it's just it's mind-blowing to me the amount of change God has made in four months of my life when I've been in and out and super involved in church for 26 years and he's yeah. taught me more in four months than he has in my entire life. So now Melissa with this new thought right or with this new um you know this process right yeah. and so next time like you know that lie because it's a it's a lie it's going to keep yeah. keep creeping yeah. back in so next yeah. time it creeps back in instead of oh god's not going to change what's the yeah. new thought what's that new thought that you are going to think so now what i think honestly and just completely you know i i've been reading this book and as soon as the thought gets i literally go back to hell devil i'm not going to believe that i'm going to choose to believe that god is using this for his for his glory and for my good and something that's far more than I can even think or imagine is going to come and it's going to be for me because of this and because of me choosing to continually trust and follow him. So not only do I hear the truth, your own truth and your own new thought, but yeah. I heard truth in scripture there too. Yeah. And so whenever, especially if we can, not always is it possible, but if we can take and take, grab that truth and go, oh, and put piece it with scripture, yeah. it just solidifies yeah. it even more. It that's yeah. awesome. So then what what are you what will you feel? 
Oh my gosh. People like I have family members who, you know, we have um, a history of just mentally not having any self-control. Like we are just anxiety and, and angry and we just, we don't have relationships with God. We only, we just grew up in the church that said you're baptized and you're good. You know, like that was it. And so um, now I get to tell them about it because I have so much peace and they can see it. It's, it's just, it's unexplainable. I'm going through like the worst time in my life but I have so much peace and joy and I'm good at things I didn't know I was good at because God has opened my eyes to see I made you as a helper. I used to be so unmotivated to clean my house and now I like to clean. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> like I had to hire a cleaner when my husband was deployed and now I enjoy it because this is what God has created me to do. And so it's just an unexplainable amount of peace and strength. Like, I just yeah. cannot even explain. And you had moved into the next part. One of the action steps for you was yeah. you actually clean your home now. Yeah. Yeah. I like to clean my home. I like to cook. I'm good at cooking. I didn't, like, it's just, I, I have a lot of, I love to run. Like, I was a collegiate track athlete and hated every minute of it because I would defeat myself before I even got started. Mm -hmm. I would have anxiety because I didn't know whether I'd win or lose and I'd just rather not try than not know if I would fail. And now I can go for miles at a time and I enjoy every minute of it. It's just. So as, yeah, and then you just moved right into one of the results. Not only you have a cleaner home, mm -hmm. you have a more peaceful home. Yeah. You run. So therefore you also now have this, another outlet to yeah. release and yeah. to enjoy and rejoice in. So that is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I know it's not always being- no, I'm still over here hot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I know it's not easy, but I greatly appreciate that because that helps other women, not only the ones that are here, but the ones that are gonna see this later, they're gonna get to hear the, that vulnerability and gonna realize, hey, I'm not alone, because sometimes that's all we need as women. Yeah. We need to know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Alone. <laughs> so awesome. Thank you. So, all right, Kelly, your turn, girl. I thought I was getting out of it. No. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if I answer, I don't know if I'm answering it right, but, um, so I didn't give my life to, to Christ till I was 31 years old. I was not raised in the church. I really knew nothing of God. I definitely didn't know who Jesus was and I'd never heard of the Holy Spirit until an adult. Um, so when, when God started putting people in my life that spoke those, those things to me, it, it was just kind of foreign. And I, I actually got like upset and pushed those people away but then over time, it just never stopped. And there were opportunities that God revealed himself to me. And I thought, well, okay, so I believe there's a God, but I don't know that much about you. So I, I can't follow you till I know everything about you. And I would try to read the Bible and I, you know, with no instruction or no guidance or no mentor, I, I would give up very quickly. So I, I had this thought that you had to be, um, I just thought that I had to know more before I could give my life to Christ. And then, and then of course, God continued to put people in my path that, that taught me differently. And he, and he got me in a place where I could no longer, um, just no longer move. He, he allowed me to be broken 
uh, first in a car accident, second in a bicycle accident. And through that brokenness is when I had nothing left in my life to hold on to, except to say, God, if you're there, I'll take you now, I'll give it a try. And so what I learned through that though, is by saying yes to God, I learned that it's okay to tell him, I don't understand this or help me with my unbelief. And it, you know, it tells you in scripture, you know, pray, help me with my unbelief. So through, through time, I've been able to work through the lies of having to be perfect for God because I, I'll never reach that. I'll never reach that um, perfection. And, and knowing that frees me from trying to be perfect for God. Um, with serving, I always thought, well, he, you know, he can't use me. You know, my, my husband's an atheist. My adult children have walked away from their faith. Uh, I am like the worst example to put up in front of people. And he would just tell me over and over and over, I want you for your smile. Knowing that I'm not gifted in areas that other people are gifted. My face is so red right now. I'm all hot too, <laughs> Manisa. Um, so knowing, knowing where your gifts are and where your strengths are, God will use them, but he will also develop your weaknesses too. And so just having an obedient heart, that's what I've learned through it all is it's just having an obedient heart to say yes to God and let him work through me and not me trying to make it work myself. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's just another testimony. Um, I know, as Kelly said, we've known each other for three and a half years. Maybe a little longer. Brag. I've been here for nine years. Yeah, I've been here not quite four um and what i've seen even in the just the the few years that i've seen kelly known her i've seen that thought process in her life shift and change um especially this last year as she's been president but um she already does this naturally and normally she identifies the emotion and then says oh Wait, why am I really thinking that? Because that's not a good thing to think. So what's or a good emotion to feel? What's what's causing that? What circumstances making me feel that way? Oh, what's my thought? Um, so I hope my prayer and my hope is that you guys can take this away. And if you seriously, if you need anything, I'm gonna put my information in the chat. Um, and if you have more questions on, okay, I really liked what we did, how do we do more of that? How does that look? Just let me know because it's. I want you guys to be able to start doing this for yourself and just to identify because when we get in that rut and we get in the stinky thinking, um, it's not always the easiest to pull out. Um, and so I just, I'm gonna pray us and then Shelby's gonna do another song and then we'll transition into um, technically the, uh, recap in the the closeout session uh for us so god just thank you so much for these women thank you for their hearts thank you for their vulnerability of sharing what they were feeling and thinking um and just thank you for us to know that we're not alone that we can see through the chat and through um monisa um and just everything that you're doing in our lives i thank you father Really, oh, how you love each woman here individually, how you want truth 
in their lives and how you want them to see who you've made and created and called them to be. I thank you so much for Alexis and for just being able to illustrate that circular rotation and how we return back to you, God. I thank you so much for everything you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Trisha. Ladies, let's sing. Everything I need is in 
Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.